Greetings, Earthlings. This is Born to be Mild, and I'm your host, Kelsey. Consider me your resident overthinker, your professional cynic, and a massive self-critic. From interviews to audio diaries, let's consider Born to be Mild our space to explore all of the things inside and outside the comfort zone, exploring life, especially the messy bits. This is Born to be Mild. Hello, Earthlings. I'm miserable. Like, I'm absolutely miserable because my husband went on a all-expenses-paid European vacation without me. There's only like a sliver of truth in that. Basically, he had a work trip in Vienna, and he's known about this trip for a while. I've known about this trip for a while, and there was like a slight possibility I could go to Vienna with him, and then the more knocked up you get, like you would think that you only get pregnant once. You do only get pregnant once, but you actually continue to feel more pregnant as it goes on. The further I felt pregnant, the less likely it was going to be that I was going to go to Vienna. So he was like, well, if work is going to fly me out to Europe anyway, I should obviously go early and spend additional time there, right? Like he's like pitching this to me. And I was like, logically, that makes sense to me. I do understand it. But also, can you not? We had like a negotiation back and forth. He was like, okay, so I really would only technically need to be in Vienna for like five days. But what if I like extend it? I go for 14. And I was like, seven. (laughs) And he was like, 12. (laughs) It's like, eight. (laughs) And he was like, 10. And I was like, eight. (laughs) So I think it's going to end up being eight by the time he's back. In fact, by the time you listen to this, he should be back. Thank God. Honestly, I thank, thank, praise Satan because I can't do it anymore. The thing is, it's not even about being pregnant. Like, it's a little bit about being pregnant because it makes everything harder. And a lot of this will sound like ridiculous bitching when we have a kid on the way because we don't have kids now. We have a dog and a cat. But it just feels like as soon as your partner chooses to leave, everything goes to shit. Like, the house goes to shit. The inmates start running the prison. I'm overruled. Like, it's it's all coming down around me. The day my husband leaves, I was like, okay, I can't even walk down the block anymore, let alone walk our dog. We have a 57-pound golden doodle, and she's the sweetest thing on the planet, but girl has energy, far more energy than I can handle right now. One of us would usually take her on a walk a day. Lately, that's been him. So I, in my infinite wisdom, was like, I'll take this dog to daycare for the day. So I get up, I drive her down to daycare. I talked to the lady at the front desk and she goes, you know, we've had a lot more sickness happening lately in the daycare. And so we're upping the requirement for the like flu vaccine, Bordetella. So instead of it being a requirement that dogs that come here only get it once a year, they have to get it once every six months. And per this new standard, Lemon is not up to date. So would you like us to administer a free Bordetella vaccine booster today? And I was like, sure, I guess. What am I going to do? I'm not going to like take her home and not come here anymore. Like, no, give her the shot. So they give her the shot. We proceed through our day as per normal. I pick her up. She seems fine. The next day, the next day, I had an appointment scheduled for like 1045 to go to physical therapy because of all of the shit that is happening with my like my hips and my pelvis. And I don't really understand what this baby is doing to my insides, but it's destroying me from the inside out in a parasitic sort of nature. 
So I have physical therapy. It's I'm dying in pain. Every movement hurts. And I am like cranking through work, working from home. I turn my chair around at like 10, 15, which is exactly the time I need to leave the house in order to make it to physical therapy in time, like on time, exactly on time. I rotate the chair and behind me is beautiful, adorable, little, not so little lemon standing there over a pile of vomit, like the biggest pile of vomit I've ever seen in my entire life all over my rug. This episode is not sponsored, but I will say that everybody should go run out and buy a Bissell, or I don't know if it's pronounced like Bissell, if it's fancy or something, but it's like that carpet cleaner machine, upholstery cleaner machine, and you can just like clean stains out of carpet and couches and literally whatever you need to clean stains out of. That thing is amazing. It's life-changing, but it's also very heavy. So I had to like, I can't just leave this vomit here. It will stain the carpet and I have to be somewhere else. And this is when I it occurs to me that marriage is very convenient when your partner is around. Because if I have somewhere to be and something like this happens with one of the pets, you just say, you got this? Like this this one's on you, right? I'm out the door. You got to handle this. So mere moments before I need to get in the car, I'm lugging this machine into the house. I'm cleaning up, like I said, the most giant pile of vomit I've ever... It's her whole breakfast. She's literally thrown up her entire breakfast all over the carpet. So I'm getting that cleaned. This poor dog clearly isn't feeling well. I get to physical therapy. I'm running late. They tell me I have a $40 copay. I have driven over here with no wallet, apparently. So no ID, no wallet, no nothing. Here's a little tip, ladies and gents. Always memorize at least one credit card number. So that's what I regurgitated to the man at the front desk was the credit card number I have memorized. Physical therapy was not a relaxing experience. I feel like I have improved since doing the stretches that this man, lovely man, has assigned to me. Like I'm in probably a solid like 33% less pain. And so he's like, you know what we should do? We should build up the muscles around the area so that way we're preventative. We're like preventing the pain by strengthening you. So let's do like a workout, you know? This workout should not have been hard, like given my physical history, like my, I would go to soul cycle classes. I would do Pilates. I would go on three mile walks, like not a big deal. This workout was like squats. It was like crab walking. There was nothing revolutionary happening here. And it wasn't like we were doing 50 reps. But by the time I got out of there, like I, my body was on fire. I was just profusely sweating. And then I had to race back home to get back to work. But I can't race home because I'm driving without a fucking license because I forgot it at home. So I'm meandering my way down the streets of Marin County. There was one time I couldn't find my card holder for a while. I use a card holder, not a wallet, which there's like pros and cons to that. But it was the same type of scenario where I went to look in a purse and I was like, oh my God, it's not here. And I could not find it. Like I could not find it anywhere. So I ended up canceling all of my credit cards. I had to get a new ID. It was like a whole process. And then I swear to God, a week later, I was looking through a different handbag, like transferring into that handbag. And it had a small... You know what I'm talking about, ladies, those really tiny interior pockets, like a slip pocket. It doesn't have a zipper, so it's like very inconspicuous. And I apparently, the last time I'd used that handbag, had slipped the card holder in there and there were all of my credit cards and my license. So that was like a complete waste of time renewing and canceling everything. So anyway, I knew better this time. When I reached into the handbag I had brought to physical therapy, I was like, you know, it's probably in a slip pocket in the handbag I wore last night. I'm keeping an eye on lemon at this point. There's no additional vomit, but this is when the stomach starts to take a turn. 
Like I fed her dinner and by 9 p.m., usually we feed her at like 5.30. By 9 p.m., the poor girl is having explosive diarrhea all over the backyard. And it's the worst I've seen since we brought her home with Giardia. Like it was the type of stomach incident, bowel movement, that like the sounds of it were scaring her. Like as she was shitting, she was getting scared of the sounds of herself shitting. By this point, the day has just exhausted me. And I'm also like, we're on this time zone difference, me and my husband, obviously, because he he was in Prague at the time. Now he's now he's actually in Vienna. But the time difference is like, by the time I'm sleepy and like really sleepy, I got to go to bed. He's like just getting up. So there's really like this very small window where we can even connect. And half the time, even though I begged him to like get an international plan, turn it on, keep it on. What if something happens? I need to get a hold of you. The man has like been on airplane mode and let a bunch of shit go to the green text bubbles. So my anxiety is through the fucking roof. There's like no help, no one to talk to about this. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. I just got to go to bed. So I try and go to bed. This sounds like a simple act, but when you're pregnant, it's really not. Especially when you've done a workout at PT, the first workout that you've had in probably like five months and didn't stretch afterwards. That's my bad. It was a huge mistake. Every movement was agony. Like my whole body was just, I'm always like in a little amount of pain. I was in like a lot of pain. So there was no position that I could possibly get comfortable in. I'm tossing and turning. I have to pee like five times a night. So I do get up during one of these times to pee. And I'm pretty sure what woke me up wasn't even the fact that I had to pee. It was the fact that Popcorn, our cat, was like, possessed by the devil. Like she was having an exorcist type experience. She's like swinging from the curtains. I'm not even making this up. She's climbing all over our nightstands. She's meowing at me, which is kind of not normal when the two of us are here. Like for the most part, she'll sleep through the night with us. So I get up, I make my way to the bathroom. I pee. I'm on my way back and I step in something. It's basically like two in the fucking morning. And I have stepped in what I conclusively know before even turning the lights on is vomit. So I turn the lights on and confirm my suspicions. Popcorn has thrown up in two spots. I actually was just counting my blessings at this point that it was mostly kibble. So she eats like half kibble, half wet food. If it's kibble, it's just like a clump of stuff. I can usually just pick that up, which is what I did. I just like grabbed toilet paper, picked it up, threw it in the toilet. It was fine. If it is wet food, it turns into this like gelatinous monstrosity that requires a full like Bissell extraction. Like it is a whole ordeal that I just, if I had had to do that at whatever unholy hour of the morning that was, I would have mentally broken down. Like it just would have been problematic for me. The rest of the night is not great. I'm tossing, I'm turning up like a couple more times. I ended up waking up at I think like four or five and just was up at that point. There was nothing I could do about it. And like, I just, when you start the day that way, it's guaranteed that the day is, you're going to get nothing done. Like you're just going to feel like garbage all damn day. And unfortunately, these two kids clearly felt the same because by the time I fed Pop breakfast, she, within 20 minutes, turned around and projectile vomited that across my bathroom floor, again, in two spots. Uh, And there was just nothing I could do about that. So more vomit to clean there. Lemon is continuing to have explosive diarrhea across our backyard, painting like a Jackson Pollock painting. 
And all of this amidst the fact that, like, there's just stuff that needs doing. Like, there's a house to run and clean and myself to take care of, which is increasingly becoming a really big full-time job. Here is a list of all the things that I've had to do while my husband's been gone that I am just so bitter about having to do. Number one, I shop online a lot, which means that there are a lot of boxes that come to this house. Now that he is not here, I am responsible for breaking down all of those boxes and getting them into the recycling. It is the worst job I've ever experienced other than having to do dishes, which brings me to my second complaint. Every dish I eat off of now, I also have to wash. And this double counts for when I cook things. So like now when I go to make a meal, I'm pre-counting the numbers of like pots and pans and utensils that I'm going to have to use to make this meal for myself. And then I decide if I really want the meal or if I'm going to door dash because I don't feel like fucking washing all of it. Like, we have three bananas sitting downstairs. I've had my eye on. They look perfectly ripe for banana bread. And I was texting my best friend, like, this is the perfect opportunity to make some banana bread on this beautifully chilly fall morning. And I'm not going to fucking do it because I'm going to have to wash the KitchenAid bowl. I'm going to have to wash that shit. I'm going to have to clean the pan that we make the bread in. Like, who has time for this? I will say those are the two big chores that are like him and only him. And then there's just a million other things around the house that I tend to notice are easier when there's two people because you sort of can like trade back and forth. So like feeding the pets, for example, who are constantly screaming at me demanding some sort of food or the fact that lemon does need to be walked or the fact that the house just like does need to be cleaned. All of this to say, honey, I miss you. It's an ode to you and all of the things you do around here because let me tell you, as soon as the man left... It became abundantly clear how much shit I was going to have to do by my fucking self. And again, this is all just normal stuff around the house. We're not even talking about the extra care and attention that I demand and deserve as a woman that is growing a spine today. Like I'm over here making lungs. I'm making fingers and eyelids. What have you done today? I deserve to have my husband here to make me my very precise yogurt snack that I have between the hours of 9 and 9.30 every evening. And it contains four blackberries, like 171 grams of Greek yogurt, a couple chocolate chips, and some raspberries and blueberries. I miss him so much. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Especially at night, like I'll just roll over and the space next to me is empty. And I think about how I miss the sound of his snoring and the smell of his morning breath. All of this has made me increasingly freaked out about when the baby actually gets here because if I feel like I'm drowning with a dog and a cat shitting and vomiting their way across our home for the last several days while I've been by myself, like, I don't know how to do this mom thing. I really don't. It's honestly, it's freaking me out. I'm I'm start I'm starting to have some panic attacks and I think that's also probably the reason I'm being kept up at night. I do remember what it was like in the early days of having a puppy and just even the early days of having popcorn to be honest because it's like a new thing in your home, you're total strangers, they're scared, you're scared, everyone's freaked out, everyone's crying and whining and hungry and their babies and you're trying to take care of them. So like I remember it from a pet standpoint, and I can only imagine that it's five million times harder when it's a baby. And I'm just, I'm, I'm like mentally and emotionally trying to prepare for what that panic is going to feel and look like. And I'm just so thankful that I will have my partner there with me. And I have so much respect for people that 
don't have the privilege of having somebody there with them to take care of a baby when a baby first comes because I'm struggling. Like I'm struggling now just through the pregnancy by myself for a hot second alone. So to anybody that's had to do any of this, I mean, my God, I just, I have so much respect. That's all I have to say for now because I really don't think it's productive for anybody to be complaining for like 20 minutes plus. But, you know, this is an ode to my husband and to all the partners out there that are helping the pregnant ladies and the moms through these times because this shit is fucking hard. (laughs) Running a house is hard. Taking care of pets and kids is hard. Life is hard. And it is way fucking harder if you're doing it by yourself. So an ode to the other halves. An ode to you, honey. And to the love of my life, if he's listening, please fucking come home. The inmates are running the prison. I can't take it anymore. We need you. Love ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Born to be Mild. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review and subscribe. Subscribe.